All right. I think we're All on. All right. Yep. It's recording. <laughs> <laughs> this is cool. Um, so you want to introduce yourself first or me? Uh, you can go first. Okay. Um, well, I'm Delilah. Uh, if you follow me on Twitter, you might know me as Deli. Uh, I'm 21. I'm a psychology major, uh, and I wanted to start this podcast with Daisy for a multitude of reasons we'll get into, but I'm just really excited that we're actually starting this. All right, and I am Daisy, and some of you guys might know me as at Nija0329 on Twitter, and um, here I am with Deli. We're doing this podcast. Uh, I'm really, really excited, and uh, yeah, let's just get into it. Oh, yeah, forgot my age. Also 21, and I'm also a psychology major. Complete coincidence. <laughs> yeah, complete coincidence. This was not planned. Uh, so uh, you became an army, I think, after me. Yeah, I think so. Because I became an army late 2016, like sort of after Wings. Mm-hmm. And I joined in the middle of Ren era, so that was end of 2015. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, so how did you become an army? Well, I think I saw... It was, like, someone doing a K-pop reaction video uh, t- to, like, multiple K-pop music videos. And mm-hmm. the music video that caught my eye was the Dope music video. Uh-huh. Uh, so I went and checked that out. And Yoongi caught my attention first. But I wasn't really, like, oh, I need to stand. I was just kind of curious to see what else they had. Yeah. And interesting enough, as I was going through their older songs, the song that made me a stan was Spinebreaker from their School Love Affair album. Oh, wow. Yeah, a B-side. Because, I don't know, the message in those lyrics, I was like, wow, this is different, you know? Yeah. Um, And learning about the cultural context behind those lyrics, it's just, I felt sincerity, and it really made me just want to be a fan. Wow, that is awesome. It's like a B-side of all things. I think that's really cool. When you get attracted by a B-side, like, you know, like, it's serious. And then for me, I also got in because there was this reaction video. Again, like, all these coincidences, guys, this is not planned. <laughs> <laughs> but for me, um, it was, I was on YouTube one day just scrolling through. And on my, recommend, uh, on my recommendations page, there was this uh, couple and they were reacting to uh, the Cypher series. Uh, that particular video was Cypher part two because they cut it up into parts or whatever. But mm-hmm. then like I looked at it and because they were, you know, a channel that I had followed for a little while, I was like, oh, you know, like what Cypher part two? And you know, I had like all these fire emojis and the thumbnail and I was like, oh damn, like it must be lit. I need to check it out. <laughs> <laughs> so I looked it up and then I realized that oh, I should probably start from part one because I saw in the title that was part two. I was like, maybe I should start from part one. And then, you know, I found the lyric videos that popped up. And so I just clicked on them and I watched one through four in order, just like in one sitting. And I was completely sold. Like the rap line, like, first of all, they did what they had to do. Flow, <laughs> immaculate, lyricism, immaculate. And I was like, literally like, wow, how have I never heard this before? I could tell that like, it was like, super authentic like hip-hop I was like wow I need to dive into these people and then it was just it, that was it that was it from there <laughs> it was it's a so, rabbit hole that's so crazy because for me when I became a fan there wasn't a cypher part four yet 
So uh, when Wings dropped, that's when we got the Cypher Part 4, but you heard all four of them right off the bat. <laughs> yeah, that's actually a good point to make because, like, they released them, like, it was, like, from 2013 to, like, 2016. So it was mm-hmm. a long time coming for, like, all four Cyphers to, like, be fully released. So right. I think that is definitely interesting. All right, and so how now that we know how we became armies, uh, should we talk about how we came to be friends? Because like we've been talking on Twitter for like over a year now, right? I think it's like a year and a half now. A year and a half since that yeah. group chat started. So basically, what had happened was like in early 2019, like I think it was like the end of January, like January like I'm 30th or sure 31st. I'm pretty sure it was literally New Year's. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was, like, literally around that time, and um, I, like, literally, I mean, it was just kind of me by myself on Twitter. I wasn't, like, really, like, talking to anyone specifically, and, you know, I was like, you know what? I should make some army friends on Twitter, so then I made this tweet, and it was, like, I think I was, like, oh, yeah, like, if anyone is, like, a psychology uh, mutual with me, like, let's make a group chat, like, put a purple heart in their replies if you want to join, and then, like, you know, there are a few people who gave, who put a, uh, some purple hearts in the group um, for the group chat thing. And then Delilah was one of them. And so uh, she was added to the group chat along with a few others. And uh, that group chat, like, we're all like super good friends now. And, mm-hmm. you know, we've been friends for quite a while. We send each other letters sometimes. We're, we're honestly so savvy. Mm-hmm. Ironically, I think we're the only psych majors in the group chat, though. <laughs> it's so funny because like some of them were like so confused I feel like because there's this one girl um I don't know if she wants me to mention her name or not because I want to embarrass her here on this podcast but she knows who she is so if she's listening she knows who she is but she thought that I said philosophy and not psychology so like she was expecting like to come into the group chat and talk about like Socrates and all that and she was like oh wait what this isn't (laughs) this isn't philosophy and she never said anything till last week. Like, we literally didn't know she thought this was a philosophy group chat till last week. She goes, I, I just decided to just not want to embarrass myself, so I kept quiet. <laughs> I was like, you kept this silent for, like, a year and a half. Like, we're such close friends now, but you never told us you joined the Gingos of Philosophy group chat. I'm weak. <laughs> she's a clown, but she's our clown. We love her. Mm-hmm. I think it was because we were talking about, like, Map of the Soul and, like, junk theory and stuff. And maybe that's what sparked, like, if people are interested in psychology, maybe that's what it was. Uh, So that's probably why there's not that many actual psych majors in the group chat. (laughs) That's true. That's honestly true. (laughs) Yeah, it was more like a interest group. But, hey, it all worked out. We're super close now. Yeah. So like, um, I, uh, laugh, I laugh every day because of that group chat. Oh, that's true. Every day, like I go into the group chat, like just to see what you guys are talking about. Like it is just it is just so funny. <laughs> Although sometimes some people are out of pocket. Again, the same person. You know who you are. You know what you said in the group chat a couple of days ago. I'll be forever scarred by that. I can't unsee it. I can't unsee it. Like, why did... I didn't need to see that part of Silento. I really didn't, but we're going to move past that. I will not elaborate. (laughs) No more details needed. (laughs) So, uh, talk with ARMY. 
uh, is something we really wanted to create because we felt like the platform that Twitter is just is not created in a way that's good for civil discourse. Like you can't have a civil conversation on Twitter. It's just not built that way. Yeah. Uh, And I can't really think of many apps that are really built in to have conversation. So it's just really difficult to, you know, be civil. Yeah, I agree with you. Just the way that Twitter is set up, just the format, like, even if you make, like, a big thread about something, somebody always twists your words. It's always hard to explain. And it's like if somebody, you know, takes your stuff and screenshots it, puts it out of context, you know, already, like, the conversation is lost. Like, it's so hard to, like, just have non-polarized discussion on Twitter Mm -hmm. without you know emotions getting in the way misunderstanding getting in the way it's just it's just hard (laughs) Uh uh-huh and like sometimes I'll see people quote tweet a thread being like I'm not gonna read all that like what what was it's like why are you here why are you here what was the point it's just so frustrating because you know you really find a hard time figuring out what's the truth sometimes yeah a lot of people get hurt in the process and people don't want to speak about it because they're afraid they'll get attacked or something. Yeah, I just don't like the whole culture of attacking people who don't agree with the majority. And like, just because, you know, you don't agree with the majority doesn't mean that you're wrong. Because I mean, like, for example, if I say that two plus two equals four, and then like 10 people are like, no, two plus two equals five. That doesn't make me wrong because all of them are saying the same thing. It just means that they all share the same, like, misinformed opinion like a lot of people like will be speaking a lot of truth but then sometimes get attacked by the majority because they just don't want that narrative spreading and it's really frustrating to see a lot of people essentially get bullied into silence and Mm -hmm. I think that that really needs to change on stand twitter Mm -hmm. so like making a podcast I think allows us to have those nuanced discussions where we can have more conversations about things that aren't so black and white and make it more of a safe space for people that feel like they can't voice certain opinions because they don't want to get attacked. Um, So I just really hope that through the process of the series, people can think, oh, hey, I also had that idea, but I was scared if I voiced it, people would come at me or something. Yeah, I definitely want this to be like a safe space for discussion, for sharing information. I don't want people to feel judged for how they think. And even if there is something, you know, an opinion that needs correcting or like somebody who needs a little bit more guidance, I think that we should be able to do that in a way that's respectful towards them as well. And not just like straight up attack somebody because they have a different opinion to you. Because like, it's just... I just don't like the way that people do it. People are vicious on Twitter. Mm -hmm. And of course, there are some people that don't wish to be informed. Like, they want to stay willingly ignorant to be a troll and whatnot. And we're not here for those people. Yeah, it's Um, like, you do you, but, like, stay away from me, please. Like, I'm not trying to be seeing all that. No, we want to really make this a really inclusive environment. So... I'm really excited because we have a lot of topics uh, we've already kind of like pre-outlined that we want to cover. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. Like we had a field day in planning some of the outlines for these discussions. We were excited. Mm-hmm. 
So should we give like a kind of preview of like upcoming topics we want to discuss? Uh, yeah, sure. We could do that. So um, uh, like the kind of topics we aim to cover pretty much just like, well, anything really, we're not really opposed to like not to covering any topics. So stuff about like, for example, BTS or about armies or just about like the inner workings of K-pop stand Twitter. We might talk about like other K-pop groups and like how that, you know, is related to the industry. Um, we have a lot of things planned. Like, I don't want to like spoil too much. So <laughs> I know I don't want to spoil too much either. Because uh, it's, it's a lot about talking about uh, ARMY and, you know, how they operate on Twitter, but also within the realm of, like, the K-pop industry in general, because I, if you follow me, you would know this, but uh, while BTS is, you know, the person that got me into the K-pop industry, and they're the reason, like, I'm on Stan Twitter today, I still listen to a lot of other groups, so I witness and see a lot of different things, and even though they're not BTS-related, I feel like just for the sake of being a person, it's important to talk about. Yeah, for sure. And like me, like even though like I have casually listened to other groups like every once in a while, um, I'm still mainly just an army. And, you know, I acknowledge that I might not see all sides of like K-pop stan Twitter the way that, for example, you have Delilah. So I think that it's really important that we have that like balance between us of somebody who's like kind of like just army, but then also somebody who's seen like other sides, other perspectives, because, you know, I think it's good to have people with all different types of like views and opinions on things because like it would be hard to talk about um, things regarding the K-pop industry with like people who don't really like listen to other groups as frequently or mm -hmm. people who don't really look at the K-pop industry as a whole as frequently as you know somebody like you. Yeah so I think the two of us make a really good combination so we can have those nuanced discussions we want to have. It's, and there's nothing wrong with, you know, not having all the information. But when we do have topics that cover a more broad sense of K-pop, I think you do need to have a certain amount of information to cover those accurately. Because I don't think you can be critical of something if you don't know a lot about it. The best For way, sure. Yeah, the best way to criticize something is to have as much as you know about it, to criticize it correctly. Exactly. Just do your homework, be researched. And if like you don't have all the information, look for somebody who does. That's the sort of like key point of all this. Because there's a lot of people who will not do research and then go based off of assumptions. We're trying to avoid assumptions with this whole podcast. We mm -hmm. want to make sure that the discussions that we have are nuanced, are non-polarized, and are also well-researched. So expect that for sure. <laughs> Definitely. Um, and then what's our schedule release? We wanted to maybe release a new one every two weeks or so. Uh, yeah, every two weeks. Mm -hmm. It also depends on what is happening. There could be some sort of event that happens and we're like, oh, we need to talk about this now. So some yeah. episodes might get pushed back. It just depends. Yeah, so, like, our, we have, like, yeah, so the two weeks thing, I think that's more of, like, a loose kind of schedule. 
we're probably gonna adapt around that and you might get like a surprise podcast episode depending on like what the climate of stan twitter is looking like which is always changing and most of the time is like a mess so (laughs) yeah we'll be having fun with that Mm -hmm. and then we do eventually want to implement a new series to go along with this podcast called army anonymous and that'll be for our listeners who listen to this podcast to send in any concerns they have about what's going on in the fandom or, you know, just stay on Twitter in general. And then that way we can discuss them here because they might be too afraid to on their own account. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, I, because I know how hard it is for people to talk without, like, being afraid to get attacked. So the whole concept of Army Anonymous is that, like, you're... I guess identity will not be compromised and like we can answer your questions and you know you can get answers from people who can understand your situation rather than like putting it publicly on Twitter and like suddenly a big account with like 10,000 followers is like sending a witch hunt after you. Mm-hmm. It especially sucks when uh, smaller accounts might accidentally get retweeted by a big account and then their tweet that was kind of meant to stay in their sphere ends up blowing up and then people take it out of context and because the way twitter works you never know if a tweet is going to go big or not um yeah and sometimes you're just ranting or saying something not trying to be clear and then it ends up being blown out of proportion so it's just good to have another platform to discuss these issues on Oh, yeah, because I know exactly how that feels. And believe me, it is not fun, but that is a story for a different day. <laughs> that is a story for another episode. <laughs> oh, for sure. But yeah, we hope that um, we can do the Army Anonymous thing, like sort of in between episodes. It's like a little pause, a little break. Um, I think that it would be good to make a recurring uh, topic so people can continue to send in their concerns um, without the fear of being judged for it. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that kind of wraps up our introduction, who we are, what we plan to do. Yep. So uh, I guess you guys, if you've been listening for this long, thank you. Uh, We really (laughs) hope uh, you guys will come to enjoy this podcast and we can really build a following because we really do want this to be about the Army community, you know, not just us two speaking. Yeah. So, Yeah. We will see you guys in the next episode. Exactly. We'll see you guys later. All right. Goodbye.